0: The difference between good and great is consistency. Let's do this thing. Yo, welcome back. This is The Dose. I'm your host, Mike Schwartz, and we've got a doozy in store. I know I say that a few times uh, before, but this one's really special. Um, I had the honor of sitting in um, uh, Canadian Musician Magazine does a webinar series, and uh, I was a featured guest last week. And uh, I've got an audio replay of my interview with uh, with Andrew King. Shout out to Andrew and the team at Canadian Musician. Um, it was just an awesome, awesome turnout. We had uh, uh, it was on peak performance for. Uh, professionals in the music industry, and and really, honestly, it's a it's an applicable topic to anybody who's a busy professional. Um, we identify ways to, to stay on top of your A-game, whatever that means, on and off stage, um, with uh, kind of life hacks on movement and overcoming injuries and postural correction, and as well as, and I think this is the bigger piece, um, mindset hacks. So, how to stay... In peak performance and stay with a good, consistent approach. A lot of it has to do with, you know, taking care of yourself with exercise and eating the proper food and treating food as fuel. You know, so it was just a, it was a great um, discussion. I had a blast. It was um, it was my Wednesday morning. I'm down here in Melbourne, Australia, still for another day and then i'm heading back home but uh last week uh, everybody else um paying in attention back in north america generally speaking um we had a lot of people from the eastern seaboard of the u.s and canada so it was seven o'clock their time and they were staying up and asking great questions and uh overall the the level of feedback and engagement was just fantastic it was really really good to see so we're on the right track um next stop will be actually, uh, I'm giving a shout out to a little shameless plug for the CCMAs, if you're a country artist in the Canadian country music scene, I will be joining Tamara Beatty and Tom Jackson for the live performance workshop um, with an artist that I'm going to remain undisclosed right now, keep it a big surprise. Uh, But that's going to be happening the weekend of September the 8th. That's when the CCMAs are. And uh, we've got the whole morning. It's going to be just an absolute blast. Can't wait for that. And that's where a lot of the stuff that I was talking about in the the webinar is going to be happening live action style. So um, definitely I'll link in the YouTube so you can... uh, Pay attention to what I was actually doing. You can have some video cues. I'll also write in uh, the exercises that I was uh, that I was talking about, just in case you are on audio interface and you can't really see what I'm talking about. I will do my best to uh, label those descriptions. But uh, overall, my friends, this uh, this was a cool one. So I'm really looking forward to uh, what is next in store. And uh, I guess without further ado. This is my chat with Canadian Musician Magazine. Here we go. Uh, Let's do it again. It's the Rock
1: Doctor's Prescription for Peak Performance. Mike Schwartz, C-S-C-S-H-L-C-N-P-N. You know what they stand for now, the Trusted Authority on Muso Wellness. Uh, A quick overview of where we're going with the presentation. Um, So in the first half, we're going to touch on generals of a healthy lifestyle and uh, more importantly, why we should care about that and how it affects our lives as creatives, musicians, performers, um, whatever it is you do related to the music business, uh, we've got some helpful tips for you. Uh, We'll jump into physical movement, uh, talk about relieving some common sources of pain for musicians and performers, uh, again, or even just everyday life. Uh, And then we'll move to nutrition. Treating nutrition is full, how your diet factors into your health, well-being, and ultimately your performances. We'll take some questions at that point, uh, and then when we come back, we'll talk about your performance mindset, kind of unite the body and mind aspects together with some key tips, including three keys to peak performance, and then at the end, we'll open it up, as we said, to questions. Uh, I've got a couple questions that are coming in already. Please keep those coming. Any point, more than welcome. We are here for you. Um, Here we go, Mike. What is a healthy lifestyle, and uh, how does Dr. Starrett's quote factor into what we're talking about?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I followed Dr. Kelly Starrett uh, for for quite some time, he was actually one of the first uh, gateways into uh, physical well being and and the factor that all human beings should have the ability to perform basic basic maintenance on themselves that plays into one of the the three pillars that I talk about when it comes to health and wellness being movement. So I do talk about three movement, nutrition, and mindset. And for those of you who have, who have my my first book, that's what it's based around. Is um, I I truly believe that. All humans should be able to take care of themselves, especially ourselves as, as musicians. We're doing physical things. So how does this play to us? Well, if we're going to be doing this career for a long time with any hope of not experiencing too much pain, you better hold like heck you've got uh, the ability to take care of yourself. So um, the, the quote itself explains that we generally sit way too much. And even when we are playing, most of the time we are seated. Right, and, uh, we're we're rocking out and moving around and increasing different uh, movement patterns that may not be as conducive to uh, physical well-being as we'd like. Um, what I've seen for a lot of it, I just made made some notes on on that with uh, with regards to sitting for for large chunks of the day. We we shorten different muscles, um, most notably. Right here, um, common common spot is known as the hip flexor, but it's kind of the, the layman's term, it's the psoas. So we get really tight low back, we get really tight in through the hips and our butt becomes a seat cushion. With that said, it's not really great when you go up and you want to be active and we think, hey, let's go for a run. And then we tweak something because our body hasn't been prepped um, in the sense. So in an effort to, uh, to make exercise and movement a little bit better for you, we're going to show you some, some different tools that you can take on the road or in the studio to, to make sure that you are taking care of yourself from the physical side. All right. Um, with that, you made a great note on here too, is better attention to the body happier, healthier life, pain-free, right? So that's the idea right there. Um, Moving forward with that too, we want to talk about the relationship with food and nutrition because without solid fuel, no sense in driving the car, right? Hmm. If you're going to load up your car with mink oil, it's not going to operate very well. Uh, We want to make sure that the nutrition... Isn't focused around very commonly the short term goals. That's why we see a lot of anyways, I see a lot, of the diet, the quick fix, how do I lose ten pounds in six weeks, you know, six minute abs, that kind of crap. And it's just it's not it's not conducive to a long term lifestyle. So I want to show us different ways that we can incorporate behavioral change with regards to our food intake and different types of foods that are more conducive to long-term performance where we're, we're talking about why we're eating the things and why those nutrition um, points are so key to fuel the forms as well. Um, okay. we, we tend to, like I said, we be in the short term stuff and it, uh, it's just not, it's not conducive to a long life. Um, if you want to bump ahead, let's see if we can, roll on you, can we jump to the next one yeah lifestyle yeah. right in there uh yeah and then just yeah, yeah. we're talking about like actual um, the mindset and that's where the the, the healthy lifestyle because it doesn't matter again we talk physical well be sure our wrists hurt um we take some good food we feel better we're sleeping more but now how do we deal with the the stresses of the lifestyle um the lifestyle itself there there's so much more than just um emotional stress work stress there's there's physical there's chemical electromagnetic mental which is that uh, that psychological stuff nutritional so the food that you're eating and thermal so like if you're hot or cold that's going to put stress onto your body the thing that's important with a healthy lifestyle is that stress doesn't care all of these six points here they don't it doesn't. It doesn't like segregate. Your body doesn't go. Okay, we're going to put thermal stress over in this pile. while well, we've got physical stress. So you're going to the gym too much. You're going to put that stress over here. You're, you know, you got a bad relationship with your boss at work. We're going to put that over here. No, it doesn't matter. It just it summits. It puts all of that stress into one big huge pile. So the more stressed we are in do- other areas, it contributes to the other areas. So we, we have to find ways to manage that. And uh, and the first thing I, I think of is language. A lot of people say I struggle with stress. Well, of course, you're always going to struggle as long as you think that you're struggling. Um, we want to battle that stress, make make it more like a you versus you know, you get the dukes up and you're ready to rock and roll. So language plays a big role of that, and we can talk about that a little bit further into the actual presentation and how to channel that stress into more of a positive energy so that you can use it. So especially when we're talking about our show use that stress not so much as anxiety performance anxiety but performance energy so you've got just a kick-ass show
1: right Uh, that's i'm pretty sure that was the line that stood out to me most uh both in your presentation at uh, cmao week um but also for this is just that idea of channeling stress into positive energy Uh, like i've got to think that's something that people probably think of as being kind of uh Revolutionary when you first present it to them that just seems so um, counter to what we typically think of when we think about being stressed.
0: Yeah, it's, it's remarkable. And that's a part about my job I absolutely love. It's like I haven't worked a day in my life because of that, right? There you get direct feedback when you can make an aha moment like that, when people realize that, oh, wait, I can get up on stage and I can actually have the power. And it, it's not like an overnight thing like I teach tools to give you that so that you can you can start to see how your language shapes your behavior which turns into your actions um, and a lot of it comes down to visualization and imagery and we're going to get into some of those exercises that I like to do with artists right before the show so they can start to use that like they're buzzing you know their hands are just electric how do we channel that into something that's going to be beneficial instead of the worry now I've, I've said this before uh, there's depression, uh, there's anxiety, and depression is focusing and worrying about the things in the past, um, whereas anxiety is worrying about the things that are in the future that are out of your control. And we want to live right here, uh, and I think the present is a gift. It's right here, right? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, we got to worry about that, what we can do, and how we can channel that energy right here and now. And the tools that I, I teach um, focus on kind of – it sounds weird and wacky, but – being in that moment long before it ever exists, like this presentation, myself, I've run this thing three, three or four times um, between now and two days ago. Um, mm-hmm. before. So I already know how things are going to happen. So whenever you get up into a performance, if you can imagine best case scenario, that's where we go. So when we channel that stress, it's like this is the this is a game changer. That's that's the. That's the be all end all. It's like this is a game changer. If we can find a way to have a positive outlook towards all of our presentations, all of our performances. And that's not just on the stage. That's just like showing up for people day to day. Um, if we can have those really positive uh, emotions invoked instead of getting worried about it, you just open yourself up for for being expansive
1: awesome love it okay so yeah we're moving in uh to physicality here um really quickly though patty had a question and just want to go through it quickly um patty says you say wellness how can we stay healthy she's a lyricist and spoken word artist uh has asthma getting up there in the years um Yeah, it gets worn out a a bit easier, which is totally cool. Uh, I don't even know that we will. I'll tell you what, though, Patty, is I think a lot of what we're going to talk about today is going to feed directly into kind of a wide-reaching answer to your question. Um, So let's just keep going with the presentation. And if you've got anything specific to zoom in on, uh, please keep the comments coming. Uh, But yeah, back to this. Let's talk about uh, movement and springboard right into some stuff that hopefully can uh, help Patty out or at least get her thinking about some related solutions
0: yeah I see that I see the question there too and I, I think we can touch on that I can I can kind of curb uh, an answer around that so hopefully get a well-rounded answer around that biggest thing that I see is that a lot of focus is put on what I can do and export, export, export. A lot of us get wrapped up in how much we have to go to the gym, how much we have to go exercise and like it's overwhelming and overbearing for a lot of people that most of us, like we're asking to go from zero days a week in the gym or any physical kind of contact to, oh, I have to have six days a week because that's how it is and it's not like that at all. It's not a this or that. It's increasing 1% every day and we're going to come to that uh, near the end. So just Understand a lot of the stuff that's going to be really beneficial for addressing things like asthma and well-being um, is just taking care of yourself and whatever that looks like to you. So the best exercise is what you enjoy, right? So hopefully we'll we'll kind of address that throughout uh, the presentation here um, as we move through the, the movement. A lot of the factors that I've seen, and this is like the surface stuff. People come to me and they say, ah, you know, how do I improve said shoulder I've got back pain, I've got um, asthma, you know, things like that. How can I get better at my instrument without, you know, Torquing off the deep end and just being like give up on music all, all over and a lot of the stuff has come down to overstrain injury very common with musicians and this is the easiest thing i've developed uh kind of a formula of, of doing the five minute fixes and I, I picked this up as a as kind of my go-to when i first got into the personal training industry i was the guy that had basically a fix for anybody with uh, like a a sore spot, and we could have an immediate reaction. So, I wanted to share with um, with the folks here on the on the webinar some of those fixes. The most common, and again referencing back to my first book, the Musician's Guide to Surviving the Rockstar Lifestyle, we see our neck and shoulders, we see wrists and elbows, and we also see lower back and hips. And that's just because of our Tendency to hold things like this with a bit of a shrug. If you guys can see me, and I'm pretty sure everybody can, can see me here. Um, we, we, our, our posture is never really spot on for the most part. Some people are great, but 90% of us, um, we, we slouch. We've got rolled shoulders just with our sedentary lifestyles. Guilty. So uh, with musicians, yeah, you see shoulders, neck, you see, uh, back and, uh, and wrists and things like that, where, uh, one of the quickest little fix, um, if, if there is anybody like, I'm, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure everybody's experiencing that. So I'll just get into, uh, maybe the wrist one, um, is actually, I got to, I forgot my drumstick. like, hang one sec, one sec. <laughs> oh,
1: I should have like sixties waiting room music. I know, time.
0: right? <laughs> uh, fast for you anyways <laughs> anyway i've got uh, a drumstick so for those of you who do have the video option on here i'll i'll uh, you'll be able to see it and it's uh, known as the party trick you you go underhand on you can do this with a broomstick as well um i like the drumsticks because most of you either have drummers in the band or you've got something like this but if you don't you can have any sort of implement that's like a drumstick um a little bit longer you can use a broomstick you can also go with um like a hockey stick, anything that's gonna be like this. But basically, underhand grip. Um, and your the whole point of this is to go from underhand grip to overhand grip without taking your hands off of the actual tool. Okay, so the way that this looks, and this is great for everything through the shoulder spiral, is taking that under like so, and then you look super uncomfortable, like that. And what this does is it really addresses right from the point of your wrist all the way up through to your elbow and addresses your shoulder spiral. So the shoulder spiral is something that's very, very crucial. Being that that's a ball and socket joint, we wanna make sure that that thing can move. Oftentimes, I'm standing like this, you'll see people slouchy like this. This is very, very common. Rolled shoulders, and we wanna be able to pull those shoulders back and have a full range of motion through our shoulders. In doing so, folks that have wrist problems, we address their shoulders and their wrist problems go away. This drill is really, really great for it. What I recommend is two or three times, back and forth like this, and then just holding for about 30 seconds or as long as you can bear it. For some people, 10 seconds is enough. It just screams through the forearms and uh and wrists so that's a really really great one to address and stretch out um forearms elbows all the way up into the shoulder hmm. um, is that helpful there Andrew?
1: absolutely and quick shout out to los cabos those pink five a's uh support breast cancer research i got a pair on my snare in the other room
0: Heck yeah. There you go. Yeah. These guys are my, my homies. Big shout out to them. They were doing a great job. They got some people in here. So shout out to the, to the drum fan. Uh, I myself, I'm a, a Los Cabos artist, but, uh, yeah, these guys don't go too far without me. Uh, I love the pink sticks too. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the first one that I, I really like to, uh, cause that's an easy one. A lot of people, guitarists, doesn't matter what you're doing. Um, A lot of people are really tight through the shoulders just because of posture. Even if you're not a musician, you're sitting there with your shoulders there. So this is a great one where you can just start to feel what like your shoulder should be actually feeling like like opened up. Right. So that's a really, really great one uh, right there. So, um, yeah, let's uh, where where should we go here for, for that one there, Andrew?
1: Keep going. Yeah. um, If folks want maybe another example or two, we can revisit. And uh, it's also, you know, we don't want to give away the full spread here. Um, Mike does a lot of presentations. He's mentioned his books. Um, So we'll let you know, you know, if you want to go further down some of these rabbit holes, uh, we can absolutely look after you. Uh, But let's keep going here. We're casting a wide net. I love it. Um, We talked on nutrition a bit earlier uh, on the uh, wider aspect of a healthy lifestyle, but here we go. Treating nutrition as fuel for your body. Something that came up when we were talking to Teresa Cirillo last month, friend of Mike, Mm -hmm. small world, um, was about inflammatory versus anti-inflammatory substances. Um, Can you yeah, walk us through on that first point and we can jump into greens and omegas?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, inflammatories. A lot of folks. Uh, we're, our our typical diet is full of inflammatory food, being that we're highly processed, highly sugar, uh, super convenient. Everything that comes in a box. Like the, the first question for for people um, when they ask me, you know, I don't know how to read a label. I'm like, well, real food doesn't actually have a label. That's your first giveaway, <laughs> right? So, huh. really raw food is is the stuff that we want to be aiming for more often than not. Now, is that realistic? Not all the time. Um, especially when we're touring on the road. There's some really, really great resources. I've actually partnered up with uh, Catherine Hummel of Hummel Wellness, and uh, her and I write a lot for the Unison blog as well. So you can find resources all over the place. I've also got it um, it's on a couple of my bios. I believe it's on my Instagram bio too, where we've got a a link to farmer markets across the U.S., farmer markets across Canada. The important thing – to remember with food is that you've got an anti-inflammatory food things like ginger turmeric um, good kale, like greens, leafy greens. Why these things are great is because no matter how much you're, um, you're stretching and maybe exercising, if you're experiencing inflammation like soreness, uh, swelling, all of that, your body is telling you something. It's not getting the right nutrients in there. We want to put anti-inflammatories into our diet so that we can start to relieve some of this swelling and we can start to relieve some of this and have a better recovery. That's the biggest thing is that if we're sleeping well, we're moving well, and we're Eating well, our body is going to be flushed out and ready to go each and every time. Why is that important to you as a creative? Because on show one of two week tour, you want to be fresh. On show ten of two week tour, you still want to be just as fresh, right? So over time, if you're eating crap that has a lot of anti or with uh, inflammatory food in there, you're eating processed stuff. You know, picking up Tim's, drinking tons of coffee, all the stuff that we've all been there. I'm sure I've I've definitely been culprit. over time, your body doesn't actually repair. Okay, so that's why it's super important. Um, When we talk into uh, the the specifics about it, I want you guys to focus on two servings per day of greens. So that can be in an omelet, that can be in a salad, it can be a spinach, it can be kale, it can be leafy greens are going to be the best. Now, why are they so great is um, they're neuroprotective. So they act kind of like security, letting in uh, the good guys Keeping out the bad stuff so that the cells of the brain can actually develop and continually grow. Um, that's super important for us as creatives because we tend to want to be creative, and in order to be creative, we need growth of the cells and the membrane in in our brain. Um, so minimum two times per day, okay? And I'd like you to see like at least five. Like it's easy once you get it in there. It's just stocking your fridge full of uh, good whole foods. Go to the farmers market. Ask me. I can, I'll link you all of these uh, resources so you don't have any excuses and you can get some real raw organic food if you can. Uh, that's the best way to go omegas so things like fish oil um that's that's really great if we are vegan or vegetarian too we want to kind of experiment there's uh krill there's tons of good plant plankton and then and algae uh stuff like that it's it takes a little bit of a conversion so it's not a complete source right away but it's still a heck of a lot better than most of us we don't we don't eat enough omega 3s now the omegas are super important uh, there was actually a landmark study of over 6,000 people that was published actually in the archives of neurology that found that people with the low quantities, and that's where this quote comes to, um, of omega-3s had 70% greater risk of developing Alzheimer's than those that actually ate two grams. It only took two grams a day uh, to, to reverse the effects or less likely to be uh, um, to succumb to degenerative brain disease such as Alzheimer's, which is pretty powerful. So it's brain food, right? So each fish got it in eggs you can get it in krill and algae so there's lots of different options out there again if you do want to follow up with that and you're more interested in the ins and outs fire me a note and i'll i'll be happy to send you some more resources for that
1: all right on well i'll jump in quick uh just to ask like other than say salmon which always comes to mind for me uh, what are some other more or less common sources of omega-3s uh and by extension is just a straight kind of omega-3 supplement recommended if
0: as an easy workaround? Yeah, great questions. I see that one a lot too. Um, another fish that's super high on that, um, especially over here in Australia, we've got... Uh, we've got a ton of mackerel. Mackerel is just really, really great. So wow. holy mackerel is actually, uh, it, I guess it goes to, goes to show. There's a reason that saying came up. It's, it's a fantastic source. So fish are the, the big ones. Eggs, uh, as I had mentioned. Try to avoid, like marketing in grocery stores is so, blah. it makes me mental because um they'll they'll say injected with omega-3s because people think omega-3 yeah cool i want to have that egg but i mean they miss the fact that it's grain fed source where their their birds are actually eating a whole bunch of junk with that too so yeah you might have injected it with more omega-3s but in doing so you've kind of negated the the whole purpose of a, a whole food right um to answer your your other question again algae eggs those are those are good sources um when we're talking about supplements, the thing I want everybody to be really, really concerned with is don't confuse supplement with um, substitute. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes people just pop pills, and the way our body works is it's a whole organic system. This mm-hmm. is where that HLC holistic lifestyle coaching thing comes in. We're a whole system, so if we're eating whole foods that have omega threes. That's going to be a heck of a lot better for you. Your body's going to know what to do with that rather than just a fish oil capsule. Not to say that that's bad, that can be a supplement, but that's exactly what it is. It's not a substitute. You still have to eat real food in order to benefit from all of those nutrients. So, yes, omega 3s or fish oils. Try to avoid the three six nine complex. People think, "Oh, there's more. Let's get it." No, and multivitamins are really bad for this too. Um, when you go to the shelf and you see, you know, three six nine, we get enough of the the six and the nine in our processed foods. The omega threes are where we want to stay on. So, omega threes, fish oil, that kind of stuff is bang on for supplement scope. Okay.
1: All right. It's great to know. Um, we've got one more slide, obviously talking about nutrition, and then we'll jump to some questions. There are a couple in the queue here. Keep them coming. Um, cool. yeah. Diets versus habit based nutrition. What are we talking
0: about? All right. Well, diets, again, I alluded to this in the early part of the presentation is that diets just don't work. They're, they're geared towards three things. Typically I, I did this little, this fun little, fun little fact here. Look at this. Look at that. So this is number one. Diets rely on cutting things out and crazy aspects. So it's, it's just not feasible for us to, to cut things out, generally speaking. It's way easier to add in. Uh, the second point, why diets don't work – They rely on strict rules that are, you know, set up for like a general public and they don't treat you like you. You're an individual. You have a completely different chemical makeup than the next guy, the next guy, the next guy or girl or girl or girl. And we want to be mindful about that. So that's why diets don't really work. And then they fail to address the actual change psychology, which is a good segue into the next point. Habit-based nutrition is about changing your relationship with food. Oftentimes we – We're eating food, and and we don't even really know. Like I'll I'll ask that in some of my coaching clients, and I can see some of the on here. Um, And the the question, the question I ask, okay, so why did you have that meal? And nine times out of ten, people are they're, they're stumped. They don't actually know why they were eating. Well, I don't know. Were you hungry? no okay so that's the first thing so habit-based nutrition is changing your relationship so that when you're eating you're eating things that give you ultimate fuel for like in this case performance Um, when we, uh, when we start talking about the tips, like the, on the the slide here, eating slowly and mindfully is going to help us actually gauge whether or not we're hungry. It takes 20 minutes for satiety. So the feeling of our body to be full, it takes 20 minutes from the time that you start eating. So you tell me if you're running out the door down in a a breakfast sandwich, are you really processing that food? No, you're going to be in a state of fight or flight. Stress, your body isn't going to digest that type of food, um, anyways, because it's highly processed. And you're, you're, your 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 body is just going; it's focusing on other things. It's not actually focusing on the process of eating, which needs to be addressed if we want to digest. It's not what we eat; it's what we digest. That's where it comes down to. So, uh, with a habit based nutrition, just sitting down and having that as an act, it's tough. Like. I, I know it takes it, it takes a lot of effort, especially when I started first really looking that few years back. Um, it took a lot of time to sit down. You have to really make a conscious effort of like putting your utensils down, sitting, engaging in conversation, being off screens. How many of us are sitting there texting or watching TV or something while we're eating? That's not mindful eating. That's not allowing your body to do the the proper things to process that food for fuel. Okay. Mm. Eating until 80% full, it goes hand in hand with the mindful thing. If it takes us 20 minutes, you only want to eat to 80% because after about 15 minutes, you think, oh, cool. I could still wolf down that half of the plate. And then if you just sit for five minutes, guess what? There you go. You're, you're now full. You didn't have to have another bite, right? And ten, we, the tendency for us is that we overeat. That's not just with weight loss uh athletes that i work with but it's also for people that just want to feel light how many of us have gone out on stage we're really really heavy that's not a good feeling i know if i'm drumming and i feel like i just ate an entire burger or two (laughs) it doesn't feel well right we want to feel light we want to have that energy and a key to that is eating to 80 percent so that we maintain it and with the proper food you're going to fuel that and you're going to feel like you're on fire right Again, key point, leafy greens, lean protein. If you're not uh, an animal, a carnivore, if you're not <laughs> an animal eater, there's lots of different good, healthy, lean protein sources through uh, tofu and legumes, and uh, there's a lot of stuff. Again, if you have more questions on the vegetarian side of things, be happy to help you. I'm plant-based myself. I do eat meat, but I am plant-based. I would say 90%, maybe, maybe 85 90% of my diet is plant-based, right? So we want to make sure that you're getting less processed food more whole food, whether or not that's vegan or or uh, vegetarian, it's up to you. It's your choice, right? Love it. Okay, questions. We've got
1: a few here. I will really quickly, because it's music, uh, Cadence Weapon, one of the best rappers in the country, Um, It was on a podcast, it's called Trampoline Hall, I do recommend it, it it doesn't all have to do with this, Uh, but Cadence Weapon aka Roley Pemberton did a presentation, the podcast episode is called Soul Food, where he talks about his relationship with food and his diet and a lot of the things Mike just talked about, about uh, food as uh, nutrition and fuel for the body, Uh, but then also gets into some funny stuff about just his family's relationship with food It's a great listen, Uh, highly recommended. Roly Pemberton, Soul Food, episode of the Trampoline Hall podcast. Um, Yeah, so, Mike, you may have seen this one here, and it may be one that we should uh, send over to our friend Teresa. Um, But David's wondering if you've got references for approaches to voice conditioning um, in performance. It sounds like he's going for the uh, Nick Cave type.
0: I can um, see it. Yeah,
1: Yeah. basically. Any advice on this, or uh, do you think I should reach out to David and get him an answer from a vocal coach?
0: You know what, um, Tamara, who who's going to be on the the CCMA, she's great. She deals with a lot of this too. A lot of it comes down to um, like it comes down to inflammatory foods. If you're going to have um, things like sugar and milk and um, processed foods, that's not going to do any good for um, for for the instrument in your throat. When we when we think about having uh, good control through vocals, it's just the same as having good control through the rest of your body. You're, you're, you, it, the muscles in your throat and, and in your neck, they work the same way as the ones down here in your hands and your legs. If you're fueled up, you've got good hydration and you've got good green sources and you've got good omegas happening like the all systems go you've got good fluid happening you're going to have more control and you're going to be able to control your your muscles regardless of where they are in your body anyway um it now looking at the question here i'm just going to try to read through just to make sure that i can address everything here mm-hmm. um not harmful to the instrument yeah so it's You want that growl, so that's a control thing. That's more of a a technique thing, in my opinion. As far as the fuel goes, like, yeah, it it comes down to anti-inflammatory food and lots of hydration. The key to most things, drink water. Like uh, when I was a kid, I used to think that like when I grew up, adult drinks were like alcohol and coffee. And then I became an adult and realized it's water. Like that's, <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's, that's the adult drink, water, guaranteed. You're never going to do oh, – I like putting a pinch of uh, uh, lemon or lime in it as well to, to kind of – flavor it up and first thing in the morning my first go-to and we'll talk about some habits that you guys can start to uh, to implement into your day really simple one is first thing you do pour a warm glass of water with a little bit of lemon in there hydrate your body you've just been sleeping for up to eight maybe 10 hours depending on who you are um you're dehydrated because you're, you're breathing so if you if you treat your instrument with hydration, it's going to be much, much better because your, your body is just you, you're naturally, your cells are made up of water. So that would be my biggest thing. And then reaching out to, uh, I know Tamara's really great. Teresa's another option for you too. So reaching out to a vocal coach um, that uh, can help you with that technique will really, really help.
1: Bam, and uh, nice segue on hydration. Patty's wondering about outdoor performances, especially summer festival time is here. Um Ooh. I guess outside of, I'll put the words in your mouth, outside of uh, keeping very, very well hydrated. Any other tips on uh, how people can stay safe and comfortable outdoors?
0: Absolutely. I think a lot of it comes down to um, the, the dryness, so especially if you're performing um, in the sun that you don't realize how much the the thermal. So when we come back to those uh, those stresses, that's where thermal will come into play. So you're naturally going to be more stressed because of your external environment. So what you have to do is you have to think about how can I recharge and refuel myself um, so that when the stress expenditure is happening during the day when you're, you know, kind of Shaking hands and, and meeting people out in the hot sun and in the elements, but then you're also performing. If you're not under a tent, you've got to stay hydrated. That's the biggest thing. That's that's the that's the most obvious one. But really, watching and being mindful about how you're you're speaking, you don't want to be shouting um, because again, that's it's going to be amplified. No pun intended. Uh, with how your performance goes because you're in the dry elements it's gonna it's gonna be easier for your body to break down because you're exposed to that hot hot heat and humidity and it's just it's uncomfortable for the body um and playing sports is the same way you have to just be very mindful with it so hydration be key and then doing mindful exercises where you're i call it working in instead of working out where we do a little bit more meditation work and we do a little bit more stress relaxation work which we can get into some of the tools here today too
1: Love it. All right. Uh, Keep the questions coming. Actually, one just popped into moderation a second ago. Um, But here we go. Performance mindset. So uh, I I guess we've kind of been uniting the body and mind throughout here. Uh, But jumping into it. And another
0: quote here to start us off. Who's Dr. Wayne Dyer? Dr. Wayne Dyer. This guy is a thought leader. This guy, um, one of my favorites. Uh, I've studied a lot of Dyer stuff um, when it comes to, Positive affirmation and um, and really getting rid of limiting beliefs, and that's where ninety percent of this. It doesn't matter how great you are at working out. How doesn't matter how how well you uh, you eat if you don't have the actual. Uh, flip of the switch in your head that you're going to be a superstar. You're never going to be a superstar. So determine what you believe is impossible, and then just change your beliefs. It's simply put, is that you are completely capable of doing anything. Your mind. You are not your mind. That's another quote that I like to use. Um, a lot of us get hinged on our stories of the past and what our upbringing was. Like how many times have you heard, "Oh, I'm Scottish, so I, you know it's born in me to drink," or, or something silly like that. So yeah, cool. You're also a human, and you either don't know or you don't care you've identified that that is something there so now if you're not willing to make the changes it, it, it tells me that you're not you're not willing to make the changes it's not that you can't you can or can't it doesn't matter you're right right so um, when we talk about musicians as athletes in a lot of my research I come from a performance athlete background I worked with uh, Olympic athletes I've worked with myself as, as training for that as well so I know firsthand what the athlete mindset is and it's Absolutely 100% the same as a musician mindset. We have a pregame. Typically, as a musician, it's booze. <laughs> it's right. That's pregaming. We got a bucket of beers and stuff like that. And that's the way to go. It's starting to change, which is really, really positive, where people are getting more mindful and, and taking themselves a little bit more um, uh, seriously. Mm -hmm. But There's also a post game drinks and nachos or, you know, shouting or going out to the, uh, the after party that that's the, that's the post game. So there's a lot of things that are there. A lot of people don't know what event tapering is. That's an unfamiliar term, uh, for some and event tapering is like, if we've got a competition, say as an athlete, we've got a fight, or if we've got uh, a competition for, for a track meet or something like that, or a game as as a hockey player or something like that, that's the event. And we want to make sure that we're ramping up our exercise and our nutrition into that event for us on the tour we want to make sure that show one is here maybe we got show two here so we look at the schedule and we don't just like make it up on the spot we actually put a put a game plan together in order to be on our top performance for each thing like recovery days we make sure we're eating the right foods we're making sure we're in bed at the right time we're making sure you know the itinerary is all there um, it's very important, and then uh, the last one is superstitions. We all have those superstitions, My right? Lucky pair of sticks, you know, these, these, those they go you know, like where I go. T-shirt, you know, you've got maybe you, you wear your watch on your re- uh, left wrist or you've got some sort of a habit that is something that you just believe in, right? And that's very, very important in creating the rituals. Nine times out of ten, if we create that ritual, it starts to build up that behavior process that we talked about in the nutrition section and then it applies it to the entire full uh, array of our performance. So now we've started with nutrition. We've got a morning ritual of getting lemon water in and maybe movement. we go for a walk around the block or we'll we'll get in. I've got a five-minute flow you guys can check out where it's just five minutes of getting movement happening. So building that ritual, um, it goes to when we actually get onto the stage, we've got a ritual ingrained. It's the behavior that we know that in order to have – the best possible outcome. We have to put the practice in. You can't just make it up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where uh, that slide goes with the importance of uh, creating rituals. So
1: bang on. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and great piece in the current. Um current where are we july august issue of canadian musician by dr Mm -hmm. johnson uh, about how athletic concepts can apply to your musical performance check that out nwcmarket.com um here we go yes back to channeling stress not just channeling um but transitioning turning stress from a liability into an asset let's jump into it
0: yeah absolutely so I'll, I'll pick the, the lowest hanging fruit here. The one that I see with artists, I, I've listed a bunch. Passive relaxation is great. Box breathing exercise, if you're sitting at a desk job or if you're sitting there, this one's really great. You basically take your inhale. So if you guys are sitting here watching on your device or on your uh, desktop, you can do the passive relaxation on your own. It's like tracing. So you go in, hold, exhale, hold right so that's a passive act, uh, active relaxation the challenge i have with this especially for creatives is that we have very very i you know, oh look at the kitty you know like we're we're all over the place uh, so this one is prone to getting distracted because our thoughts are are really off on that so that's why i say going with the lowest hanging fruit for artists and for creatives i've seen most success with an active relaxation why active because when we um contract our muscles really really hard i'll explain what the technique is here we contract our our muscles really really hard in a sequence and in doing so we change the overall um uh, like the where we're able, able to relax beyond the body's baseline is the best way to to put it so when we experience all that anxiety our 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 baseline is right here. So when we squeeze, 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 we take it up above that baseline. And then when we relax, we drop back down below that so that we're, our body is just like completely relaxed the best part about the active thing too that you don't necessarily get with the passive is that with active your brain is focused on contracting muscles so there are no room for for thoughts about what you're going to have for dinner or what you're going to do out on that performance or how many people you got to text after the show none of that has room because your body is so focused on, uh, on contracting the muscles. so let's get kind of into it so everybody has an idea of how this works and it's not just me talking here as a talking head i want everybody to squeeze their hands all the way up to the arms that's the only thing we're going to squeeze we're going to squeeze that as hard as we possibly can and we're going to focus on just the arms we're still breathing perfectly fine in through the nose exhale back out and in doing so we'll take another two big breaths here General rule of thumb is about 30 seconds each piece. But again, when you're first starting, 10 seconds is fine. And then after this, we just relax, let your body go. Okay. The second area, we're going to bring the shoulders up to the ears, so we're going to engage through the neck and into the shoulders, and that's the only point. Okay, we're just going to shrug up. So I look like a goofball. I've done this on the world stage too, both in Australian Music Week and Canadian Music Week. I had a big camera on me, It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Big goofy guy, just squeezing. So again, keep your breath. That's the important part here. Is relax every other part of your body. You're focusing all the energy just right now into the shoulders, and up into uh, up into your traps. Three, two. One, relax, back down. You should start to feel something coming through the body. It's like it's feeling a little bit more relaxed. The next one's my favorite. If you're wearing contacts, this one <laughs> I've learned the hard way. Um, don't squeeze your eyeballs too hard, otherwise you lose contact. <laughs> but what we're gonna do is like you have just sucked on a big lemon and squeeze your face real hard. Okay, it's really important. I'll talk after. Try to breathe. One more breath. So we hold a lot of tension, as you can feel. That one is usually gets the most reaction. Um, we hold a lot of tension in our face and up in through here, being that we're communicators. We can get into the whole chakra system. That's what I really, really study. And our stresses, being that we're great communicators and we're holding back, sometimes we hold all that stress up here in the head. Also, our vision, so like, if we're unsure of where we're going, a lot of tension gets held up in this area. That's why in those two areas, we see the biggest result. Okay, The next one here is kind of tricky. We're going to go into the chest and abdomen. We're going to tighten everything up. It's really, really tough to do that and still breathe. So you want to still breathe. You oh, God. It. <laughs> tough, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I should turn my camera on in solidarity, but maybe a bit.
0: <laughs> right? I know, right? I'm the only goofball here. That's okay. Yeah. I'm good with that. Everybody else is in the comfort of their own home, and I don't get to check them out until I actually work with the artists. It's really hilarious. I get group pictures of them squeezing their faces. <laughs> Three, two, one. Okay, relax that. And then last but not least, if you're sitting down, this one's really easy. Um, the the trick, I will warn If you're prone to cramping or you don't have a lot of water in you, your feet will probably cramp up. and That goes away eventually, it's just that we don't generally use our foot muscles as much as we should. So This is a good sign. If you do start to cramp, you've got to do some more stretching, so get in touch with me. okay? We're going to squeeze everything from our hips down, so you're going to squeeze your groin together. You're going to squeeze your butt. You're going to squeeze your quads. You're going to engage everything, and then you're going to curl your toes back, dig them into the ground if you can. And this one, because we're huge, huge muscles here, this gives us a really good response too. So afterwards, again, still breathing. And this is, again, the active relaxation. This is how I start most of my movement preps with any artists before the show because it helps them get into, okay, now we're ready to go. And then we can get into movement because they're a little bit more relaxed and they, they don't have that anxiety of the show. Three, two, one, relax. Okay. So if you remember how the body felt um, before you did that to where you are now, think of a scale of 1 to 10 in level of stress. 10 is being super stressed. You don't know what you're going to do to where you are right now. And hopefully it moved down a couple points. If not, it might take a couple more times because you're super, super stressed. And that's okay too. Like, that's what we're here for. So um, moving through with the imagery thing, um, all, I, all I wanted to kind of say with that is that After I do something like this, um, where we get them into, artists before the show, we get them into a relaxed state of mind. Now we can visualize the perfect performance. So I want, instead of just visualizing, I want you to think about what you hear, what you taste, what you smell, what you see, and what you feel. Whether or not you're a lyricist, you're going up to the microphone, you feel the electricity off the mic, um, you sip of water before the show, picking up the drumsticks, turning up the amp, you know, everything that, that goes into your performance. I, I need you to kind of get into the imagery of what a perfect performance goes like. And then before you know it, you step out on stage and it all happens. It's amazing. Right. So that's all I want to talk to you about that there, Andrew. I
1: oh, love it. Um making great time here. Uh, three pro tips for peak performance. We'll walk through these and then get back to questions. If you've got some, send them in. There's three, uh, great ones waiting in the queue. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, Mike's response. But yeah, uh, tip number one. Let's roll.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So these ones are kind of like <laughs> anticlimactic in a sense. And I know that. And it's intentional. Is that The three pro tips to peak performance come back to you being a peak performer, but in your day-to-day lives. Like, Who you surround yourself with, like there's a saying out there that whoever's in your corner, you're the product of the the five people you most hang out with. Okay, so if those people aren't going to be conducive to your lifestyle goals, like you don't want to go to the bar for wings and beer, you don't want to go out after the show um, with uh, the party lifestyle, you want to actually get into bed, you got to surround yourself. And it's not about completely cutting people out of life. Um, it's about finding like showing up a little bit later to that party and then leaving a little bit earlier. Uh, if that makes a good uh, analogy, you want to, you want to spend your time and protect your time, um, because you're the only one that has to live with yourself your entire life. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you are not in a good place. You're not going to be able to show up better for the people around you. Okay. So I want you to focus on who's in your corner. Make sure that those people are positive influences. I'm one. So like I'm if you're like, oh, I don't have anybody as a positive, I'm one right here. Andrew's one right there. Like you've got positive influences, you just have to reach out. And it doesn't have to be an in-person thing. That's another thing people get lost on. Is that if you listen to podcasts and you want to get into some motivational speaking and you want to get into those positive influences in your life. You need to like reach out. I'll direct you to a ton of different people that are thought leaders like Dyer, that are thought leaders like Kelly Starrett, um, like people that are really positive and they're going to put you in a good uh, elevated sense of uh, emotion for, for your day-to-day so that you go into situations feeling a lot better. Okay. The second point is sweat, <laughs> laugh, and show gratitude. The, the best two words anybody can actually realize are, are, are thank you. I don't think that we spend enough time saying thank you. I think we spend, especially as Canadians, saying sorry a lot. And instead of saying sorry, find a way to change that uh, statement to thank you. Um, you know, sorry, I'm like, thank you for your patience. Same thing, right? Exactly the same thing. It's just it's an elevated emotion. If you say thank you, you're showing gratitude, and once you show gratitude, it is absolutely life changing. You. You wake up and you say thank you for what you're, you're – a lot of people don't have the opportunity to wake up and you know, even even just waking up is, is a big thing for some people. So treat that with absolute respect. Be thankful. Sweat once. Move. Get exercise. Our bodies are meant to move. Um, however that means if you want to go for a walk, go for a run, hit the gym, hit yoga, boxing, whatever it is. Sweat once, laugh once, because happiness is contagious, and and the happier we all are, we're, we're going to do better things all, uh, in in the world, right? And then the one percent rule this is my favorite thing. Anybody who's watched the presentation with me uh, has has heard this before. It is not an all or nothing concept. Not fitness. Not wellness whatever that means to you not nutrition not mindset it's not like okay i'm crap now i need to do all of these no it's one percent if you can work on yourself and increase your progress one percent each day i want you to think of a timeline where your zero is like you're dead okay and 100 percent is your ideal self where are you on that timeline today think about that number it's rhetoric but then less that number from 100 And you are only that many days away from your ideal self if you work at it 1% a day. I'll say that again. 1% a day and you are your ideal self from where you are today. So if you're 60%, you're you're fine in 40 days. Work at it 1%. one percent. So it's it's a super cool concept to, to really alleviate. And then when we come back to this is kind of a, a roundabout way of wrapping up that, that bit of turning positive thinking uh, from anxiety. So using stress as our thing, we get wrapped up. I'm only 40 percent. Uh, out of 100 well great that's only 60 freaking days before you're your ideal self then what buddy right <laughs> like you got you got a lot to, to go for it from there um, so work at it 1% a day and realize you got great people around you sweat laugh and say thank you
1: love it um, well, I guess i will already got to laugh and uh, I'll get to thank you momentarily. Uh, let's jump to some questions here. And I'll tell you what, we'll set up this slide just to give you a few resources. We'll walk through it momentarily. Um, but here we go. Questions. Questions. Um, Alexandria, great having you. Uh, any advice on extended tours overseas where food can often turn into a quick gas station to go meal? And uh, maybe I'll just add on to that that, yeah, when you are overseas and maybe not familiar with or can't find some of the staples that you're used to, um, any tips would be great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Actually, I believe it was the first article I wrote uh, for Canadian musician where we did talk about what to take on the tour. Um, One of the things, if this is possible, I'm not sure, uh, Alexandria, if this is possible for you, but oftentimes it is. And it's something I encourage with all the artists that I work with is bring a cooler bring a cooler and hit a market that if that's not um a feasible thing for you because there are resources in other countries too but hey sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and you got to go to that gas station there are ways to read labels so there are ways to actually increase your likelihood of eating the best choice possible again where we're talking about that one percent and we talk about progress one thing that I, I work with all of my coaching clients on is nutrition is not good food versus bad food. We want to eliminate that. that. That sets ourselves up for a bad relationship with food because we think that that cake is bad. No, it's not. It's just not going to be as beneficial to you as a good uh, green salad. But in the event of the cake versus cocaine, cake looks really good, Right? That's a really really sharp <laughs> example, but at the same time, when you're in the gas station, um, there are oftentimes I see it all the time now. They've got they've got bananas. They've got um, they've got good kind bars. Like you want to be careful with uh, some of the actual to go bars. Like some of them are wrapped up in this little bundle of. This looks awesome, but it's actually a ton of sugar, and the sugar crashes are the things that gas food or gas station food is really notorious for. That you'll pick up and then you'll crash, and then you will pick up and you'll crash. And you're riding this roller coaster of emotions uh, for your entire tour. So, uh, the best thing I can recommend is stay with your water, stay with your tea, and then find where applicable um, the the healthiest, most raw type of food. Because if you are in the gas station thing, there are good. Uh, there are just better foods than, than not. You just have to be mindful about it and and be forgiving for yourself that you have to eat some gas food. That's okay, right? It's uh, As long as it's not you know 100% of the time, you're going to be fine. It's about picking the best option at the time with what you have uh, to work with.
1: Bang on. Um, circling back to eating to 80% full. Um, interesting one. Thanks, Everett. Um he has been doing this for the last few weeks. Lately, he's noticing that it's taking much less food to reach uh, what feels like eighty percent full. Is that normal? Um, and he notes that uh, he's quote unquote overweight.
0: Yeah. Hey, Ev. Nice to see you on here, buddy. Um, yeah. No, I, um, I. It is completely normal because what your body is getting used to is that just like it was normal for people that are overweight to eat mindlessly and until they're one hundred and twenty. Uh, percent full your body starts to realize that oh okay i don't actually need all of this caloric intake because we're eating better food so the thing with food to remember is that there's high caloric density food and high nutritional density food so take a piece of cake we'll use that cake thing and then take an apple same size which one has more calories cake which one has more nutrients apple What does your body actually crave, the nutrients or the calories? It's actually the nutrients. So if you're eating food that is generally more nutrient-dense, you're going to end up eating less, needing less before your body goes, okay, I'm good. I got enough energy for the day. So your satiety will kick in quicker. That's the science behind it. The other bit of it is that you're just being more mindful. You're you're more mindful about the food that you're eating. And I've seen your progress, and it's been amazing. And uh, I just encourage you to keep on going with that because that overweight thing is not going to be too long, man. You're going to be fine and fit in no time at all as long as that little habit of starting to notice your 80% gets smaller and smaller because your body is just getting more in tune. It's becoming a more effective machine.
1: Love it. Uh, I've got one that just rolled in here. I've just got to read through it to make sure it's something we can touch on. Cool. Oh, it is just a nice comment that uh, I will make sure to share with you. Thank you for that, David. I'm very grateful that you joined us and that you relayed that on to Mike. I will get that to you after. Um, Yeah, that wraps us up here. If any other questions seep through, uh, I will be happy to send those to Mike's attention. Um, Or you can yourself uh, with the information that's right here. So first off, we want to give a shout out to Unison, unisonfund.ca. Mike's done a lot of work with them, as have we at Canadian Musician. We're huge supporters of what they do. Uh, Is there anything you wanted to note about specific resources or anything they've got on offer?
0: Yeah, I, I ask everybody here, if you are a music maker, you don't have to be a musician per se, it's anybody in the music community, it's registration is free, what they provide are uh, not only the blog and resources for all the stuff that we've talked about in the past, I've been a contributing author to uh, to their blog, and we've got a lot of really great resources in there, mental wellness, physical well being, counseling services, endless, endless things that are all like, and not, not necessarily just like counseling, like you're going to harm or harm somebody else. It's like marriage counseling, or it's like, my kids are bratty. How do I, you know, do child support? Like anything and everything that you as a music uh, music maker needs, they've got a resource for. They also do emergency uh, fund uh, relief. So if you do find yourself in a dire circumstance, you can reach out and, uh, and they will help you through rough times. So it's an absolutely, it's silly if you're in the music community and you don't, uh, have a registration with unison fund so I strongly strongly encourage anybody who isn't familiar to tap into you uh, unisonfund.ca and go register yourself up and then it, register before you need it because when you need it it's like simple as that they get it out to you as soon as uh, as soon as you ask so it's absolutely something I stand by I love working and I love supporting that uh, that group there are a great bunch of people over there and uh, it's all privately sponsored so it's uh, um, if you want to contribute and uh, and help them out there's lots of ways to do that just head to the website
1: okay and before we go through mike's uh contact here friendsofjohncody.com john cody spelled like you'd expect um someone that unison has been supporting and helping us with this um yeah he's one of ours really really ugly set of circumstances uh visit the site you can go through that and if there's anything you can do to help us out please do friendsofjohncody.com the rock doctor himself uh, Mr. Schwartz, rockdoctor.com email is there too follow on socials um, yeah, let us know what are some of the things that people can come knocking on your door for
0: absolutely anything my man, um, uh, again thank you so much for everybody's attention and uh, and paying paying attention to yourselves, I want you to thank yourselves for, for doing this because like I said earlier, is that like I haven't worked a day in my life. This is something I'm super, super passionate about. If you want to contact me on anything that we've talked about, or if you want to just reach out, and maybe you've got a friend that uh, that needs a little bit of the the, the encouragement, I'm a motivational speaker. <laughs> That's what I do here. I'm here to help you. I'm not going to fix you. It's it's a willingness from those people that, that want to reach out to me. I am more than happy, more than happy to help direct you in the right. Um, uh, Professional guidance. I'm not the sole answer, that's for sure. Um, you can find me on Instagram for a lot of the tips that we talked about with regards to um, just videos and clips and just insights towards how to correct or how to reduce some of that pain. Um, I do online coaching, I do face to face coaching, I work with artists across Canada, across Australia as well, now too, um, to go on tours or go into sessions. So there's a lot of do- different ways that I can help you. And if I can't, like I said, I'm more than healthy. Uh, more than happy to help point you in the direction for the next person that uh, would be more suitable for what you're looking for I just need to have an idea of what you're what you're after and then we can kind of take it from there so um, overall just say hi <laughs> I'm a friendly guy just just reach out and say uh, say what's up if this touched you be sure to share it with people help spread the word I've also got a podcast where I in- interview artists and industry members on their experiences and uh, help to promote the, the whole health and well-being because I feel it is very very important the times the landscape of the music industry is changing now that we're all basically self-governed artists we have a lot less time we don't have a whole team behind us all the time and it can be very overwhelming And I can speak from experience that the stress and anxiety and all of that builds up and it shows itself in eating crap and then having injuries. And then we just give up. And I don't want anybody to ever give up. I think that there is always hope in there. And even though you may have tried millions of different things, you haven't tried this. So reach out and take that first step. In order to get the second, third, fourth step, you've got to take that first one
1: I oh, love it. Uh, and on a high note, again, more gratitude. Thank you to everyone for joining us. Like Mike said, um, get an email in the next 24, maybe 48 hours. Uh, that's got a link to a recording of the session. You can revisit it, share it, uh, whatever you like. And of course, nwcwebinars.com. If you head there, you can sign up, register for future sessions. You can also access the archives with all of our previous, uh, webinars. Mike's will be there shortly. Thank you. Thank you very much to everybody. This has been great. Uh, Mike, you're a hero.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much guys. Again, make sure you're laughing, make sure you're sweating, make sure you're saying thank you. And it's 1% every day. You guys got this. All right. Thank you so much for your time.
1: All right. We're out.